Welcome to the Mosaic of Marion, a weekly podcast hosted by Dr. Henry M. Meadows, Jr. and presented by Marion Baptist Church in Chatham, Virginia. It is our sincere hope that you'll join us each week as we explore what it means to be part of God's big picture through biblical discussions about the saving power of Jesus Christ and what it means for our lives each and every day, starting today. Hello out there, podcast land. How are you? Once again, it's the Mosaic of Marion, and I am Pastor Hank. I owe my Lanta. What is oh, happening here today? We, don't we know. have today. We have my <laughs> sidekick, my home slice, Miss Mona. Hey, everybody! Here I am. Wow, that's the most she's ever said in introduction. So, secondly, we have our producer Dan. Woo. Okay. And <laughs> And then last, we have a fourth today. We have the youth pastor of Marion Baptist Church. He has the same last name as me, Drew Meadows. What's happening, Drew? I'm at the kids' table. <laughs> he is. He's way got him off to the side. So anyway, translate it. Don't really listen to much he says today. Oh. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, so, hey, we are so glad you're there. We're actually going to take, um, we're actually going to leave, Mona and I discussed last week, we're going to leave Hebrews chapter 11. Um, we may come back. Maybe episode 100. I don't know. <laughs> sometime. But so, but for today, um, we want you to turn in your Bibles to Deuteronomy chapter 30. Mm-hmm. And we're going to start um, about verse 15. Miss Mona's going to read from 15 to the end of the chapter to give you the whole context. But we really want to talk about obedience a lot tonight, um, obeying the Lord and, and what that means in that. So, Miss Mona. And it, it is connected to what we were talking about with Moses. We're not in this is Moses speaking, so it's not, we're not totally off on a different track. Okay. I just want we'll to make let that people... connection. <laughs> <laughs> All I right, just want go for people it, to know. See, I have set before you today life and good, death and evil. If you obey the commandments of the Lord your God that I command you today by loving the Lord your God, by walking in his ways, and by keeping his commandments and his statutes and his rules, then you shall live and multiply, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land that you are entering to take possession of it. But if your heart turns away and you will not hear, but are drawn away to worship other gods and serve them, I declare to you today that you shall surely perish. You shall not live long in the land that you are going over the Jordan to enter and possess. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, blessing and curse. Therefore, choose life that you and your offspring may live, loving the Lord your God, obeying his voice and holding fast to him. For he is your life and length of days that you may dwell in the land that the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob to give them. Amen. Amen. Hey, everybody, let's let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, as we come and we open another portion of your scripture, God, would you just bring it to life as only you can, Lord? God, I pray you would um, be with all four of us as uh, we have clarity of mind and also singularity of mind. And God, that um, we would just, uh, maybe somebody listening, Lord, may be drawn to walk closer to you as a result of listening to your word, not just us. Father, I pray they would hear truth from heaven, not from four people. So God, we look to you and we ask you to be with us in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 So just off the top, here's what I want to do. Here's a question for you guys. (laughs) Starting with Miss Mona. Oh, goodness. I want, and so you guys get a little bit to think about it. Sort of a, a concise, Thanks. you're welcome. I knew you could handle it. <laughs> so a concise first overview thought of what you just read. 
Um, well, like I said, we're, we this is connected to what we've been talking about with Moses, and and we talked in previous podcasts the last couple about his obedience, and so um, as you read through um, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, number when you read all of that and what God has set before His people. Um, it was all about obedience. He set out for them the um, his covenant, and it was all about their obedience. And so here, um, and we read in different places, but here also he it's making it very clear. Um, and when you read further in the Old Testament and you see um, how they disobeyed, it was God made it very clear what would happen to them if they didn't. Mm-hmm. And so here we have a, a concise. Um, laying it out that if you obey me, you'll have life. And if you don't, you'll be blessed. And if you don't obey me, you will be, be cursed. All right. So, so, uh, I'm really glad I had a few seconds to think about it while you were talking. Um, no, (laughs) but uh, just a a couple of things. There's nothing really different, but just a couple of things to kind of add to that. Number one is, you know, this is one of those times where, you can't really make the argument that the Bible's hard to understand. You know, it's very clear. You, right. you, you're obedient. These things happen. Right. You're not obedient. Right. These things happen. It, I mean, it's, it's very clear. And the one thing that stood out to me earlier while, while I was kind of trying to prepare um, was the timing of this. Mm. So, you know, we, we always say you find out who people are in the valley, but you also find out who people are kind of at those peaks where, you know, a lot of times we'll pray and say, God, please get me to this this point in my life or please do this. The moment that happens, how quickly do we release and say, okay, I got this from here on out? Okay. And so I, I feel like it, there's no coincidences with God's timing here. They're getting ready to cross the Jordan and reach the land that, that they've been striving to get to. And so I think this is, is another just reminder of, hey, here's the covenant. Here's what here's how we continue to have a relationship don't get too excited and just say okay we've got it from here on out right because oh, here's what will happen right all right good point true um, i think a, a, a major theme in this is, is um emphasizing choice how we have a choice god does not demand mm-hmm. us to follow him he doesn't tell us you know you have to follow me because i mean verse 15 clearly states see i have set before you today life and death uh, i'm sorry life and good, death, and evil, which right here he's saying, I mean, you can either choose life with me or you can choose death. Yep. And and then, then he goes into specifics like Mona and like Dan were saying of obedience. Like if, if you do choose life, this is how you follow it. This is how you do it. And so I think that's an overarching theme here is 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 choice that Israel have had that we have today. So, yeah. Excellent. And, and I'll say this. I want to add to, to Dan's a little bit too. Not only was it about valleys, he's at the end of his life, yes. basically. And he knows he's not going yeah. to be able to go into the promised so land. So you say, you know, they're about to cross the promised land. They were. He, he was, was not. not. Right. right, right. So, you know. And why it? was he not? Because of his disobedience. Because, exactly. <laughs> you know, God said, speak to the rock, and he struck the rock. Right. Now, we think sometimes, oh, that's, all right, here we go. First rabbit trail. <laughs> <laughs> we like rabbit trails. We think that small things are not a big deal in God's eyes. Uh-huh. God is about the minutia. Mm-hmm. What's the big deal? We would say, okay, so God said, speak to the rock. The dude hit it. Right. He had hit it before. Right. And water came out. So we, we have to think that's why he hit it again. 
But yet God took that seriously. Yep. God said, um, because you're disobedient, you're not allowed to go in. Now, have you ever thought about this, though? Okay, y'all ready? Here, I'm full of them tonight. <laughs> did Moses ever see part of Canaan? Yes, he did. When? <laughs> when did he? I'm He's... so glad you spoke it. <laughs> I think she and I have talked about yes, this before. Yes, you told me this last year, and it just, I, it just made me, I just, you can tell my reaction. When Jesus was up with Peter, James, and John in the uh, Mount of Transfiguration, and Moses was there with Elijah, and Moses saw... Because Moses was there. That was, was in there. the promised land. That's in the promised land. Yeah. So that's just one of those things you're like, well, Moses, you're not going to enter it then. But he ultimately got to be here. Ultimately right. entered it, right? Now, it was just in the Mount of Transfiguration. So I should have let them too. <laughs> <laughs> you guys should have seen the looks on the we other two guys. We only got 30 minutes. Can I inject on the punishment thing too? <laughs> if, like, if, if God hadn't you know, punished Moses to, I mean, to the extent or just straight up punished him and all, he just you know, let it go. At that point, you know. People in the people, you know, nowadays would say, "Well, look, if you, in Deuteronomy or whenever it was Genesis, say, hey, look, Moses struck the rock and he didn't get punished. How it come would be in Deuteronomy? Deuteronomy. <laughs> make, I'm just making sure. <laughs> and say, you know, and say, how come he didn't get punished for that when I do something small? And at that point, you know, it's more comparison than. Yeah, I mean, the fact is, you'll never find God allowing sin to go unpunished. Right. right. He was flat out disobedient. Right. When he hit the rock, and well, God he also talks sins. about he also talks about his heart. Um, that he didn't, what does it say? Doesn't it say he didn't regard God as holy? Yes. And so, I mean, so he, he, and seeing that's, we might think, well, it's not that big of a deal, but we don't know the heart issue. And God knows exactly where our hearts are at. And so he yeah. obviously knew where Moses's heart was when he did that. And you may say that was in a spur of the moment thing, but still his heart right, was right. not with God. At the, right. I don't care that he got mad. Right. He still took it into his own hands, the matter right. into his own hands. And just did it. Mm-hmm. Well, buddy, your your heart. Right. Think about this. All right, here we're going to. We think at times like that we're not held accountable. You know, even in the legal system, what is it? they have something when you do something, commit an act emotionally, not you didn't. It's not premeditated or whatever. But God says it is. Right. God looks at the heart. God didn't give you that out. Right. He's like, I'm looking at your heart, and in that moment, your heart was not attuned to me. Right. right. And that's a problem. So anyway, so my over other than what um, Dan said, also here's what I would look at, and it, this plays off of what Drew said, and off of what you said, Miss <laughs> Mother. This is a a um, conditional statement. We're mm-hmm. really going to focus, y'all, if you want to know on verse sixteen. Right. We read it all because we wanted to give you the whole context. Right. Remember, text without context is nothing but pretext. So this verse 16 is a um, conditional statement. Mm-hmm. It starts out if, right. halfway through, then. Mm-hmm. If you do this, then I'll do this. Right. And as Drew said, it's all based on you. You have the choice today to accept Jesus or to not accept him. I want to set the record straight. God doesn't send anybody to hell. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, Scripture is replete with um, times and verses that tell us that God desires we all would come to a saving knowledge of Him. So don't think or say, well, God sent Him to hell. No, you chose hell for yourself. Right. So, all right, somebody. (laughs) 
I mean, there's a lot more I can go to, but I don't want to be the only one talking because I got a lot right here I can go to. Well, I mean, it's kind of funny because, you know, you got a lot of people who say there's a lot of rules and regulations with Christianity. That's why I don't believe. That's why I don't follow. But right here, I mean, Deuteronomy 30, 16 kind of combats that. I mean, right here, he says, this is all you have to do. And it's in all reality, four things. Just be obedient, follow him, following his ways, and you'll live eternally right. with him. But so many people, they want to put extra stuff, you know. Well, I can't do all of this and stuff. That I mean, that falls in it. But this is the basics of, of what we have to do to follow Christ. But we try to make it so complicated that, you know, that you have to do all this stuff. All we have to do is, is verse 16, just be obedient, follow him. Right. Key word for the Christian life is? Obedience. Obedience. <laughs> Dan, you're mighty quiet over there. I am there. quiet. I, I'm, <laughs> the youth pastor is speaking more yeah. than you are, man. Um, no, I just, so one of the things that, that I, I was over here glancing at, um, you know, God's word doesn't change from Never. beginning to end. Right. It's the same message. And, and it dumbfounded me. If you go to John 14 and you go to verse 15, yep. if you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I was thinking the same, you got the yes. if then, there you right. go. Um, and it's one of those things, The I was reading some commentary today, and the, the, the thing that stuck out to me was they said, you know, without divine intervention, it is. It's very straightforward, but without divine intervention, we could never accomplish that goal of Absolutely. being obedient. Right. Jesus said, if I be lifted up, right. I will draw all men to mm-hmm. myself. Right. And he calls us to that. By the way, you could also go to my favorite book was, of the Bible. I was going to say it, First John. Um, so often in that he says... First John is filled with it. Yes, you know that you love me keep if... It. You keep my commandments. So it's, it's, it is. It's throughout the entire Bible. Um, and, and so as as where you guys were getting some stuff set up, Mona and I talked. And if you take this thought, Miss Mona, I'm going to let you um, jump on this real quick. But I'm going to set you up. I'm teeing you up, okay? <laughs> if you take when it says, uh, by walking in his ways, by keeping his commandments and his statutes and his rules, those things comprise the covenant and all its um, particulars. Mm-hmm. So what do I mean when I say that? Because uh, you and I have talked about this a little bit. It covers... The covenant and all the particulars of it. What it, What are we saying when we make that statement? I don't remember what we said. <laughs> so all of the things. Well, um, I mean, all the covenant that God made with them. And then you can read about the specific, the Ten Commandments in, in Exodus 20, 21, 22, 23. Um, all the commands and laws that he set before them. And so... Um, <clears throat> And the reason that he set them for for them was so that they would know how they were to live. Mm-hmm. Um, he was bringing them into the land, and he gave them the law so that they would know how to live as a holy nation set apart for him as his people in that land. And so um, this is a great summary statement for all of that, um, that this is what I desire for you to do in order to be set apart for me. Not only I desire, but I demand. Right, yes. It is a desire. Right. We can alliterate the sucker. (laughs) (laughs) It is a desire. Oh, and it just flowed over for me. (laughs) Of his, for Scripture always is building up Scripture. His desire is that all men come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. So it's his desire. It's also his demand. Yes. And then it's our duty. Right. It's conditional. Those two are, make it the second part, conditional. It's your duty to follow. If listen, there's there's not. I had a buddy of mine one time, as I was sharing the gospel with him, 
here, here's what I share. I poured out my heart. And then he looks at me and goes, yeah, all that's well and good. But being God, we have a deal. Hmm. To which I just, as many know, that I can be sort of blunt at times, <laughs> especially when it comes to Christianity. I just look at him and I said, bro, you're going to go to hell because God doesn't make any deal. Mm-hmm. Right. I said his deal was at the cross yep. and the empty tomb. Either you accept him and have life or you reject him and go to hell. Bro, there's no gray in Christianity. I'm right. I'm sorry, it's black and white. <clears throat> so I, I don't understand what he was going at there. And I, my prayer is that guy, and I've, I've sort of lost contact with him. Maybe he wanted to after I made that <laughs> statement. But my, I mean, I pray for him daily. If he's mm-hmm. listening, maybe so. I, if you'll know who you are, mm-hmm. no, I, I pray for you daily, and I hope you're you're walking with the Lord. But God didn't make deals, right? Right. So His desire <clears throat> is for you to come to know Him. So what else can we pull out of this? I still got a bunch more. I'm giving you guys time to talk. Uh, I get accused of talking all the time. You three are saying nothing tonight. I'll I'll jump in a little bit. Um, One of the things that that just kind of hit me was um, if we go on to 17. Give me one second. Why did your voice go (laughs) up? Okay, yeah. But if your heart turns away and you will not hear, but are drawn away to worship other gods. Um. This just this hit me over the head, and, and you can call it guilt, you can call it divine intervention, whatever you want to call it, um, conviction. Let's use let's use a fancy word here. Um, you know, I thought, well, that, that first glance that's kind of crazy. Like just because I'm not being obedient doesn't mean I'm going to go worship another god. Mm. That's got a little G, which to me, the number one god I have to watch out for is self. Mm-hmm. Little G God, um, because the minute that I'm out of his word, that I'm not obedient, your actions reflect what's in your heart. We already talked about that a little bit. So if your actions are not geared toward being obedient to God, they're going to start to serve other gods, usually self. And, and one of the things you have to look out for is if every time you, you think you hear from God, it happens to agree with whatever you desire that week, you're not listening to God, Big G, anymore. And so that was one thing that stood out to me was that danger. We we like to kind of joke that, oh, you know, what other gods are there now? You know, there are plenty. There are right. plenty of little G gods out there right now just clamoring for your attention. Right. I, I think it's funny how the definition, our de- <clears throat> our definition of what a little G god is has, has changed. You know, everyone thinks it's like, you know, Buddha, all these other gods, but in reality, it can be like like you said yourself. It can be money, it can be your job, it can mm-hmm. be your family. It's whatever you put above God. But I was saying, but in our heads, we've changed. We've tried to make it make it better for us and say, you know, I'm not following Buddha. I'm not following this cult. Right. I'm I'm following God. I don't have any statues in my living yeah, room. Yeah, right? yeah. You know, yeah. I'm not at twelve o'clock having to bow towards <laughs> towards the temple, whichever way the temple is. Right. Yeah, but we'll have a seventy inch TV. Yeah. And, and, instead of a statue, yeah. and right. won't give a dime to the church. Right. And yep. then, and then you know, Sunday morning comes, and we're like, oh well, I, I I don't feel like going this morning. I have a small headache. You know, I'll just watch it online. And then you know, your buddy calls you, and you're like, hey, let, let, you know, let's go out, let's go do something. You're like, oh yeah, let, let, let. and you jump out of bed, you get your shoes on, you don't even watch, you know, the Facebook live, and you're like, oh, I'll watch it later. And you just you get out of that, and right there, you're showing what your God is, and that's basically anything else but God. Right. And so, right. And I, you, you know, you read 17, I almost jumped out of my seat, but, um, and, she legit and did. I already read it, but if your heart turns away and you will not hear, and I was telling, well, I texted everybody, um, 
Hank's the only one to answer, but it's okay. (laughs) 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 That that word obey, where it says, if you obey the commandments, that word obey is actually means listen. And so, um, you know, and then here it says here that if, oh, sorry, Drew wasn't in that text. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I just got thrown under a bus and I wasn't even a part so did of it. I, so I didn't even have a group text, so oh, I guess I'm just, man. I am just, I am the replacement replacement. I've replacement. up my game. Um, so if you will not hear, that means you're not listening. That, and then how can you obey? I don't know about you all, but when my kids were little, um, I used to make them look me in the eye, look me in the eye. So I would have a pretty good idea they could have still not been listening but i'd have a better idea of whether they were listening to me when i needed them to obey and and my son was drew don't you think i had to do the same thing (laughs) absolutely if there was ever somebody that would go squirrel (laughs) (laughs) but uh, but really we need i needed to make sure that they were listening in order for them to obey and and how many times do i still say that to kids i work with you need to listen and obey they don't really like that phrase but but that's what he's saying here is is really is that we have to listen intelligently. Is that what you said yesterday? Yes. yes. We have to listen intelligently in order for us to be able to obey. And so in 17 makes it very clear that if our heart turns away, then we're not listening. Yes, you may be hearing, but you're not listening and right. definitely not intelligently. That was a word, I, I, a definition I gave yesterday um, for, I forget what, Word. Well, in Daniel 9, it in says, Daniel, listen. Yes. We haven't listened to you, and it's the same word as this obey in, yes. in here. And so, hey, and so as all three of you are talking, <laughs> I really, because we're talking about being drawn away, and we all think that the only time we're going to be drawn away is when the enemy and one of his little minions shoots one of the fiery darts at us. You know, the truth of the matter is, I don't really need right the enemy's little minions to shoot i have enough problems on my own and so scripture backing up scripture once again in james chapter one you're going there (laughs) but each person is tempted when he is lured and by the way and enticed it's a picture it's a fishing term it's a fishing term (laughs) exactly she's heard me say this before i knew that without you It's a fishing term of of a lure that is luring some fish to bite. And that's literally what it is. So when he is lured and enticed by the enemy, no, Mm -hmm. by his own desire, yep, his own flesh, then desire. And I love, I'm going to give kudos to Johnny Hunt here. I, you were, when he said this at a men's conference that I took you and Josh to, he said, and he put it this way, desire has two children. Mm-hmm. Here they are. When desire has conceived, gives birth, i.e. to sin, and sin, when it is fully grown, brings death. Yep. What did he say there? Right. If you disobey me, you get what? Death. Death. Scripture always interprets scripture. scripture. And scripture never contradicts scripture. Never. Never. So if you read something, sorry, I'm going this way. If you read something that you say, well, that contradicts something else than I read, then you need to study it further because Scripture will never contradict itself. And let's go this route. Okay. So also (laughs) in that, let's say you have eight times in Scripture you read Mm -hmm. about this point. Six of them are very clear and definite about what they're saying. The other two, you're sort of like, well, I could see it saying this. Here's what a lot of people will do. They'll then turn around and make the six say what the two said, mm-hmm. which is absolutely horrific exegesis. Yeah. You have to interpret the two 
by the six. So if you, the majority rules in scripture. Now, and some people are going, well, there you go. You're just trying to, I'm not trying to make the scripture say what it says. I'm saying that scripture interprets scripture. I'm telling you that's how good exegesis works. Right. So, Mr. Seminary student, am I correct? <laughs> yeah. And, okay. I, and yeah. I, I mean, we have confirmation. I was coming across the table, yo. And, um, you know, and going off that, we see, I'm going, I know I'm going back to verse 16, which that's, is, that's I, good. I, I, well, I was saying a sermon, it's a big no no. I learned that in, in seminary. So, um, like, if we're just calling out that you point, you can't seminary, listen to everything they teach um, in seminary. I go okay. back all the time. All right. And so, you know, in verse 16, it says, And then I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in his ways. You know, he's listing off what you have to do you know in order to be obedient in order to choose life and um i, I don't think it, i don't think there's a reason he put i mean i think there is a reason he put love your god first and that's you go back to matthew 22 when they ask him you know who who the greatest command um what the greatest commandment is and it says you know he says love your god so i think that was there to, um on purpose to say right. hey look the first thing you gotta do is love you your said god. it you say it it also <laughs> where that comes from right you go back to the shema in Deuteronomy chapter 6, it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. one right. The Lord your God. Every commentator also says that there is no doubt that when he spoke this, that he was reaching back to the Shema as well to tell them that it was the Lord their God that was speaking. And Deuteronomy 6, I wrote it, I forgot who I got all this. That Deuteronomy 6, 5 says that um, loving the Lord your God lies at the center of the covenant relationship. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's when you get on the brass tacks. That's what he's saying. When you get on the brass tacks, loving the Lord your God is, and I will make this statement, back me up. <laughs> That's true for the old covenant. Yes. And true, and true for, for the, the new, new covenant. covenant. Yes. And at the center yep. is loving the Lord your God. Right, which is why, as you said, Jesus said that, that when he was asked what's the greatest commandment, and Jesus said to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul. Because that is, that's the center, that's the crux of it. That's where it, it all boils down to that. Well, I mean, if, if you don't have a love for him, then you're not going to want to do anything for him. Right. Yeah, that like Because I just wrote a sermon on on that, on motive, on Paul's motivation while he was in chains. And, and it boiled down to his love for God was right. his motivation. And so if we don't have have that love you won't see that motivation that's why you see so many you know you know quote unquote i'm doing the air quotes um i forgot we're not on video or no one can see me um you know in the church you know they, they don't they don't want to come to church if it's nasty outside if they have something better to do that love's not there that that, that they need they gotta have that love because that, that's the motivation that's that's the desire you want because you want to grow closer to them because you know well i love mallory my wife for those who don't know and so I have I have a desire to grow closer to him. And so when you don't have that love, and she a her, her, her. <laughs> sorry, so I, I was thinking of God. So we're not that know, kind of church, her, bro. Well, you know, but when, you know, I love her. I have I have that desire to grow closer. So you know, if if you don't have that desire to grow closer to God, then is, is the love really is the, your love for God really your main motivation, your main desire, or at the center of your faith? I'm gonna throw this in real quick. I don't know if you guys know this, but my favorite book of the Bible is First John. And in First John, it says, "If you love me." Keep my commands. Right. Period. All right. So you're not going to believe this. We're out of time. (laughs) We need to switch to an hour format. What in the world? That's okay. As long as you tell people. So um, (laughs) starting in 2021, give me a podcast. Seriously, we have um, like two and a half minutes. I want one sentence. Start with you, Dan. 
<laughs> All right. One sentence to summarize everything we've talked about. We're going to count differently, but I promise I'll be quick. Um <laughs> This is a warning more than a summary. I'm I'm just breaking all the rules of everything you just asked of me. Um, so he is the producer. <laughs> the way yeah, that's right. I'll cut something else if I have to. Uh, the, uh, the, Bob it's me. <laughs> the way the way that you end up, you know, we were talking about you know being disobedient and getting further from God. The way it starts is not again with with those fiery darts. It's a very simple act. It's not being in his word for any amount of time yep. yep that you will not realize it it will creep in until a month down the road it's too late and you're like how did i end up here it started by not being in his word amen miss mona um well the in the esv which is what i read it uses the word by and so that is why this first struck me and this is that is why i said to the the gang let's talk about this first that if you obey by loving the lord your god by walking in his ways and by keeping his commandments and his statutes and his rules um and so there should be no doubt in our mind what obeying involves these are the things that it involves and drew kind of talked about that a little bit but that word by shows us exactly what we need to know about what obedience is um i would be it it's it's our choice. It's not God's. God's not gonna force anything upon us. And it starts with our our love for God, not God's love for us, because yep. He proved that on the cross. Right. Yep. Yep. Um. Here's here's mine. Jesus loves you. Yep. God loves you, and the Holy Spirit loves you. Jesus died for you. Rose again on the third day, defeating death, hell, and the grave for you. And all we ask. Is that you choose him? Yep. It that's faith. Yeah. <laughs> and you believe in him, and then you then there is there is a process. Then you will fall in love with him, and you will want to read his word more. And then all that comes, that comes after you say yes. It is so uh, we could like go now for how it is like a wedding, you know. You say yes, mm-hmm. and um. So here's my encouragement to you today: say yes to Jesus. Yes. All right. Yep. Mona closes in prayer. Right. Lord God, we thank you for your word. We thank you that um, you don't leave us to guess. You don't leave us to um, wonder what it is that you desire for us and what what it is that you command us to do. You've set it out very clearly and even to the point of giving us specifics. And so I pray that we would love you. I pray that we would walk in your ways and I pray that we would follow your commands and may um we keep our eyes on you so that our hearts can stay in tune with you and so that we can follow you wholeheartedly and not allow anything else to come in between us. And we, I just pray that for everybody that's listening. And we thank you for the privilege of being here. Thanks for um, this group of four tonight. And we thank you for in, in advance of what you're going to do because we came and did as you asked us to do in obedience. And so we love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Hey. Um, once again, I am Hank Meadows, pastor of Marion Baptist Church. This is the Mosaic of Marion. And um, thank you, Miss Mona, my home slice, Dan, producer Dan, and youth pastor Drew. Thank you guys, man. Um, <laughs> all right, see you guys next time. Bye-bye.